Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts, I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Hiya. Thank you all for coming out tonight. It's a beautiful night for a concert. There's not a cloud in the ceiling. We're, we're, we're really happy to be here for set two with Mr. Paul Seabar. Thank you. Woo. Well, all right, I'm supposed to be starting it up like bam, bam, bam. Oh, which one am I going to play again? Ah. This is half the fun of it.
hearts are empty resonate because we feel like they do too. Every throat don't shudder with the trouble we through. Let's just try and let that trembling be. Let's just you and me. It's bound to hit me sometime. Bound to feel like winter's closing in. Bound to stop me sleeping. Scatter me when daylight comes again. to do that one at the end. I forgot. <laughs> supposed to end with that one. Oh, <laughs> we'll do it again. The music says goodbye. Yeah, yeah. You have a song well, about Well, hello. 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 Yeah. hello. What, you what say album? goodbye and yeah, I that's say hello. Yeah. That's how it works. What album is that on? That's uh, on a record that has not come out. Oh, um, all right. That's done. It's, uh, I had done a record, um, I guess it's already about four or five years back. Where I had uh, I did some I did two recording sessions with Olu Dara, who's one of my uh, one of my heroes, and so um, it, I cut that for that record, and the record is kind of sitting at my house waiting for a label that'll put mm -hmm. some oomph behind it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that happens. Otherwise, I'll limp it out there like this one is limped <laughs> out. <laughs> Well, that whole business has really changed, though, hasn't it? I mean, the, the label thing and... Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, I think, you know, there are a lot of people that kind of um, have been dancing a, a wild jig on the, uh, the, you know, premature grave of the record business. Yeah. But I think that <laughs> I frankly have always wanted in. And yeah. I think being from this part of the country, there are very few people that are, that are very few ways in yeah and there are very few people that are you know kind of connected up in a way that could help to uh engineer that yeah so i think even a crippled record business would be an enormous improvement for myself and almost mm -hmm. any of the other musicians i know around because <laughs> i mean basically they're worried about people that aren't selling you know a million now they're only selling three hundred thousand. yeah and that's like they don't even want to 
They yeah. don't want to sign you then. Yeah. Can you imagine selling? No, it's true. You know, if, if I sold yeah. thirty thousand, my yeah. whole life would change. Right. And they're like, well, I mean, truly. Mm-hmm. No, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I got a friend. You know, I'll make yeah. some phone calls. All right. We'll hook you up. Okay. I know. Okay, no promises, kid. But, okay. right. yeah. <laughs> but you have you have a lot of albums. I didn't realize that 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 you had one in the hopper. Do you have any others, sort of in the? Yeah. Yeah. There's um. There's basically three that are done, and I'm about halfway done with a band record that that hopefully will see the light of day this year. Yeah. But um. There's a record. I, uh, there's a great percussionist named Jeffrey Haynes, that um, he he's probably best known for the Cassandra Wilson records, uh, okay. New Moon Daughter and Blue Lights Till Dawn. He's the percussionist on those records, and um, he played with her for many years on the road. He's a wonderful guy. He lives in Beacon, New York, which is the place where Pete Seeger lives, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, years a few years back, I was each time I'd go east. Um, We'd have a heartbreaking tour, and then I'd send the boys home, and then I'd go up north to try and cheer myself up, and I'd go to Jeff's house. He had a nice studio. So there's a record made with him that's, that's complete. Yeah. There's a record, uh, um, instrumental music and uh, samples and sort of more experimental, but uh, I, I like it very much, called Bottle of Dream, which is mm-hmm. a, I hope to have out in the next... Yeah. Years. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, you, do, you have a body of work that's out there. I, mean, I imagine there are other musicians that way too. That you just keep going forward. You keep keep recording, keep performing, and and. Uh, I think that might be what winter's for. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song. Just keep a going. Yeah. But you do have a you have a, quite a body of work. You have um, this is probably not everything. I'm probably missing something. But uh, that unhinged thing mm-hmm. was the first. First Milwaukee's First Milwaukee's album. Well, and of course, the R&B Cadets had, had... R&B Cadets was before. A, yeah. It was called Top Happy. It was on uh, Twin Tone out of Minneapolis. Yeah. Came out a year before the band split up, or not even a year, about a half a year. Perfect thinking. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That really happens a lot. It actually was a deal where I, I, I should have been maybe more forthcoming, but that it may never have come out. So uh, we kind of knew that um, John Seeger had... Um, had started working with Semi Twang as kind mm-hmm. of a side project. I had the Milwaukeeans at the time as, a, as an acoustic side project, which we used to come here to the Havana Club and play on like Tuesday nights yeah. or something. Where was the Havana Club? Right on... Uh, uh, over there. Over, to, over there. Over there. Yeah. Paul, Paul's pointing to the right. Blair? I don't know what street that is. Blair's over there, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, right by... Uh... Right around the corner from, the, from OK's and the, from... Yeah, right okay. across from the lake, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Well, we used to come and play with that, with the early version of the Milwaukeeans, which was upright bass. I played acoustic. We had Rip Tenor on tenor sax. Rip Tenor. And Robin would sing. Yeah. Now, but was Rip Tenor his real name? His real name is Robert Torner. Okay. Oh. But so, you might know him better now if you read the Shepherd Express at all. He writes as Art Kumbalik. The character that writes that <laughs> oh, piece. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow, that's, that's a piece of, That's a good piece of trivia right there. Do you all know Art Kumbalik? From, yeah, okay. He's quite a character. He may have worn his welcome out, but <laughs> he's a very funny guy and a great, great, great saxophone player. See, then we had uh, 95, any... you had upscro- Upstroke for the Down Folk. Yep. Yep. That was the second band record. Um, I Can't Dance for You EP. That's right. 96, then The Get-Go in 97, 98. 
mm -hmm. uh, Such a Much in 2001. Which one was, uh, didn't give me no ladder, mm -hmm. gotta yeah, find my way up That's on Upstroke for the Down folk. Okay. Oh, that got a, a lot of uh, airplay here on Triple M, heard We're that a lot. We're very grateful for that. Um, Paul Sebar, oh, and the Tomorrow, Tomorrow Sound, I mean, that, More, that, More, More in 2004. That's right? right. Okay. Was that it? And the, um, oh. I mean, this, <laughs> there's yeah, more. I don't there's think more. it was 2000. I think that came out about 2006 or okay. something like that. Or seven, somewhere in there. <laughs> it was done in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's do, one, let's do one from one of those older records. This is okay. a song called Round Every Corner. This comes off of, the, of uh, that unhinged thing.
At the vulnerable tuberculosis section there. <laughs> I think it added to the song. With a, impossible to recreate, too. Was that one of the tunes that you, were, uh, that you wrote with your friend, uh, the, uh, the percussionist? Uh, that was actually written by my old lonesome. Oh. That one. That was one of the first, actually one of my first songs. Right. Um, and then Robin sang it on, the, on that record. And then... The little aside thing came about in the studio. The um, if it's love you got to give me, bring it around later on. I ain't ready. And then the song I ain't ready kind of came out. Af after that, I kind of started thinking, well, there's probably a tune in that. So yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how that went. Cyclical tune. <laughs> yeah. So how much of it? Uh, uh, I mean, over all these albums, how much do you do you write by yourself, and how much? You know, almost all, almost all the records, uh, the, I mean, the last couple of records, the live record, I started including covers again, yeah. and then uh, the last band record, I also started including some covers, but there weren't any co-writes, uh, I don't think there are any co-writes until now. Okay. I mean, I've, I've been writing a lot the last five years, I've been doing a lot more of it, and one of the guys that I've really enjoyed doing it with is a guy named Pat McLaughlin, who lives in Nashville, who's an Iowa guy, and uh, unbelievably one of the funkiest guys ever. If you ever get a chance to see him live, he plays very rarely now, but he's just uh, just unbelievable player. In fact, uh, Keith needs to get him. I gotta get him to come over. He's a fabulous guitarist and singer, but. Uh, one of the, the first tune on the new record is uh, one that I co-wrote with Pat. Okay. And there's a series of, one, of, record, of tunes we've written that are, will see the light of day in the okay. next couple of years, I would think. 
Are, are you going to do that one? Yeah, or let's do, do that. It's called right. Something Brighter. Yeah.
My most Gordon Lightfoot moment. <laughs> I, I love those chord changes that make you kind of hold your breath. I, 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 don't, I, just, I haven't breathed for about three minutes here. <laughs> That's a Pat. Pat gets the credit on that one. Yeah. He got that one, that beautiful. B flat yeah. seven. So how about one. this one? Mm. Did he scrunch his face up when he played it? He scrunches everything up when he plays, <laughs> he plays like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's a funky dude, man. <laughs> So, so what's your, we've talked about this with other guitar players on the show, but everyone's got that chord that makes them scrunch their face up. What, <laughs> what, what's, what's yours? You've got to have one. Oh, man. <laughs> you go, Which it just hurts. It it's like, ooh, I love this one. Ah. Which you know. one would it be? I don't know. Uh, oh, I'm, so, I'm putting you on the spot here. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yes. I'll think I'll think on that. It'll come up. It'll come up. Yeah, what kind of scrunch? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Just just a general facial scrunch is what I'm looking for here. It's sort of like tuning, you know. We we out Mary and I teach have students and uh and we try to teach to tell them that you really when you're tuning, you have to scrunch your face up because it helps. Ah. To hear it better, and, yeah. and they yeah, believe if it, you. For if better. it's sharp, you start out got, with your eyes bugged way yeah. out, and <laughs> yeah. then you kind of bring it back. Yeah. If it's low, you start out low and kind of creep up to opening your eyes, right? So you get your students to actually learn to read your face as to whether they're, you know. So, so what's a good road story? Do you have? I'm putting you on the spot oh, you here. Story? You have a good road story? A road story. Yeah. Maybe you ought to set the parameters. What, <laughs> what type of road story? Uh, well, 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 like it's um, endlessly fascinating. Broke down? Yeah, okay, broke got... down road stories are my yeah. favorites. You know, I don't really have any good ones. I mean, you just, you're just basically stuck. You know, I remember we were stuck at the Owl Motel, like, like in uh, somewhere like just before Colorado, like uh, you know, end of Nebraska kind of place. Yeah. That was not very remarkable. Um, that's right. That's true. And then if we, you, yeah, we're out there. Go ahead. Then I was going to say, if you're if you're in a situation like that and you actually see Stephen King, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mercifully, I'm in no movie. King crap. Yeah. yeah. We did see Ziggy Marley one time. We, did we, you? we we um we needed our I blew a, a, a transmission and we kind of got just managed to get to this really like out on the edge of nowhere like Wyoming somewhere mm -hmm. and we pulled into this basically like one of those you know there's no lawn no idea of a lawn it's all rock and mm -hmm. gravel and you pull off and it's just you know everything else is like 400 or not 400 <laughs> but like 40 cars that are all in various states of disarray around yeah. and there's a huge like kind of very makeshift sort of bus, and we get up and we find out it's Ziggy and his band. Oh wow! And they're they're broke and they they have to they have to be you know they're in the middle of fixing their crazy van. Yeah. And then we we had another I think it was another two days there. It, with Ziggy. Was well, he? Ziggy, you know, we never even they never came out of their bus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> little, uh, little, little vapor little coming out of the window. I suspect. Yeah. With the windows, yeah. yeah. That's a good story. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's all right. See, to you, but yeah. to us, that's a pretty good story. Well, like, did you ever have to, like, carry a special tool in your vehicle to make sure it kept working? <laughs> I can't. Like I don't lot. know how to do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> a special tool is the key that, yeah. that I sometimes forget. How, how about, yeah, I don't how about we, this? We had to carry a rock one time. A rock. Oh, duct tape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, duct tape fixes everything. We, uh, yeah, we got road stories of breaking down like right outside of town after a harmony game. Oh, yeah. Trying oh. to get somewhere. Holy cow. On the way home or on the way to the game? No, we were going somewhere far. I forget oh, where no. we were trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not, oh, yeah, I was going to Brazil, I think. Yeah. Well, you, fir- you should that have taken a, a plane one. for starters. That would have been a, maybe well, a better choice. I did do that. Okay, eventually, yeah, yeah. What what what's the strangest thing that ever happened to you? The strangest thing. I'm sorry. You don't strangest have to. Have, the strangest thing. thing in a musical context, a musical way. In a musical thing. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to work on. Okay, that you one. can work on that. Yeah. Don't have to answer Maybe that right now. Maybe that's the secret. I need to have some yeah. more strange things happen to me. I think that's true. Well, one man's strange is another man's normal. Well, well so. there was a very exciting gig that we were all at at the same time when, when your amp didn't make it onto the truck or something. Oh, so you borrowed yeah. Chris's. Okay. Oh, that's you. That uh, was, yeah. So I get a call. We get a call from uh, Mary. Says, right. Mary says, I'm oh not sure who. I'm not sure who this is. Or you actually, you. Had, I think you'd introduce yourself. And of course, you know. Well, before you introduced yourself, you're. Hey, Mayor. Hey, How Mary. are you doing? And I was like, who is this sexy <laughs> black man calling me up? And then I turned to Chris and said, there's some sexy black man talking I, to me I, on the phone. She goes, I think it's Barry White. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, man, this is Paul Seabar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> of course you can borrow my hand. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was actually when he returned it, honey. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right, that makes right. the story so much more yeah, exciting. Okay. But anyway. anyway. That's our little. That's I'm, our I'm little forever there. thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Paul, thanks for that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play. I'm gonna play yeah. the title cut of this new record, and this is, it's a uh, just instrumental. It's called yeah. "One Little Light On," and certainly feel free to fall in. Thank you. 
What a beautiful sound. Nice. I guess I should have made it a, a acoustic solo with cello record. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We could, we could start another one. We could just have it, have it right, waiting yeah. in the back burner. <laughs> I'll talk to my guy. I suppose that records hanging in the back burner is more common than it seems. Because I haven't heard about it that much, but I think that's because so many of the people like us, we know just like we make it and we put it out. <laughs> and we don't usually have backing behind it, so well, we just say, ah, here it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the spirit of this new one. <laughs> There's just, you know, part, part of me, I just, the, there was quite a bit of money put into some of yeah. these records, so you try to figure out how to get it to make, actually have a life. And also, yeah. Olu, I just love so much, and I, I think that the world has an idea of him, and I'd like to have it out in a way that the world can actually get at it. Yeah. So. But yeah. we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. You want to do another one? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's um, um, let's do the one uh, somewhere we both belong. Right. Let's see how we gotta do this. All right.
Thank you. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. So much fun. So much fun. We got, I don't know, 24 hours before we got to do anything. Should we just keep playing? Just keep playing? Yeah. <laughs> this could be the, the world's longest podcast, this particular set right here. <laughs> well, thank you all for coming. A pleasure to be here tonight. Thanks for having me, you two. Well, the new album, just a reminder, One Little Light On That's is right. the new solo album by Paul Seabar. Hold it up on the radio. <laughs> right. Check it out. Look really hard at your uh, computer screen. Yeah, it's, square. <laughs> yeah, it's square. And <laughs> but it's for sale. You can go to paulseabar.com or you can go to CD Baby. That's right. And get it Shortly there. at uh, B-Side, I hope. Oh, yeah. I have to drop it off. So. Here in Madison? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have time for, for another tune. Y'all want to hear another tune? Definitely. All right. Uh, are there any band tunes or that anyone would like to hear? The request. What's that? <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> oh. I don't know if I can remember. We'll do another one of the ones that uh, Pat McLaughlin and I wrote. Uh, this is uh, 
Uh, I've been doing it with the band. Um, yeah, let's do it. It's good for the midwinter.
great. That was one of those songs where when you're sitting in, you're like, something else going to happen? When's it going to happen? How am I going to know? I'm going to be too late. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Thank you for coming here tonight. We, we, had, we had a great time <laughs> talking with you. It was great. Playing with you. Wasn't that great? That was awesome. awesome. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. So you want to go to see Paul Seabar whenever you can with, the, with uh, Tomorrow Sound or yeah. as a solo act. However, however, come see. Come see Paul Seabar. <laughs> PaulSeabar.com. Thank you all for coming tonight to Mad Toast Live. We're here every Tuesday night at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks to Mr. Andy Lavalley from Bear Sound and Rick and Nick McNeese. And uh, thanks. Thank you for coming. Thank you.